This is episode 362. Is this person really the love of your life or is it an issue-based relationship? With Rachel. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Just a reminder that my signature retreat is open for enrollment. It's happening in Austin, Texas, the first weekend in October, October 7th through 9th. It is just for women. This experience is just for women. And it's my most favorite thing that I do live. I've been doing it actually since 2006, but it started off with a very, very small group of women in a house in the Valley of California. And now it's really transformed into something truly epic. So if you are a longtime listener of the show or maybe new to the show, even if you've been to the retreat before, if you feel this resonance with these conversations that we have, this work with me, if you want to come together with like-minded women, definitely join us. Go to christinehaster.com slash signature retreat to check out testimonials, a video from me, answers to a lot of your questions, and make sure to take advantage of the early bird registration special, which ends September 1st. This is the only live event I do and am doing, so take advantage of it. Again, christinehaster.com slash signature retreat. So I love today's episode because we cover a lot of ground and whether you're in a relationship or not, whether you're in a healthy relationship or not, you're going to get some gems from this episode. In the show, I talk a lot about the different kinds of relationships. You've heard me talk about them. These are the kinds of relationships I've named over time. There's issue-based, journey mate, fantasy-based, compatibility partner, and side-by-side partnership. And we'll go through all of them right now because today's episode is really about an issue-based relationship, which happens when there's super hot chemistry, two people come together, but it's really their unresolved issues that are pulling them together. And these relationships tend to be stressful. They tend to be on again, off again. They tend to come with a lot of anxiety or avoidance, Uh, but the sex is really good. (laughs) So people stick around for often way too long. And you'll hear that in my conversation with Rachel. So as you're listening to this episode, consider, are you with someone who you call the love of your life, but maybe they're more the teacher of your life or the trigger of your life? Are you aware that your unresolved issues from childhood, unmet needs from either mom or dad or both could be influencing the people that you pick to be in relationship with the people that you are attracted to? Are you good at speaking up for your needs in relationships? Do you feel like you're constantly fighting to get your needs met and it's just not happening? And finally, do you know you're in something that isn't good for you, but you just can't seem to get out of it? It almost feels like an addiction you just can't shake. So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my conversation with Rachel. Rachel, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Thank you. Basically, I've been in a seven-year relationship with the love of my life, and recently we've broken up quite a few times. Um, So at the moment, we're having a break, and I feel that um, I've become, or probably already am, codependent on him, and that he's my source of happiness. Um, And so I was wanting to find a way that I can just find that in myself. Um, Mm. So at the moment, we're on a little bit of a break so that I can detach, which I've done. 
um, we're still talking and that sort of thing. And yeah, I've been finding it quite hard and I think I'm just now starting to accept that that it might just not work. It's all based around um, timings. He lives two hours away and he only really visits when he's got other things to do. So we don't see each other very often. And um, yeah, he doesn't want to change that and I can't push away my needs. I sort of really need him to meet me halfway, but it just sounds like he's not willing to. Mm. Yeah, and if there are tears there, don't we don't feel like you have to hold them back because I understand that this is a little heartbreaking for you. Yeah, it is. You call him the love of your life. Yeah. Why do you feel that way? Well, he's just he's so kind. We have like, you know, 10 out of 10 chemistry. We always have. And mm, that's um, usually a red flag. Yeah, I know. I've heard you say that before in your podcast, but <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know, I suppose I always felt like he was different. Um, mm. I guess the other thing is, is that I've always thought that he reminds me of my dad and I've heard you talk about that sort of thing before as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, and like the other thing is, that I should probably mention is that I've lost quite a lot of family. Like I've lost both my parents and my mm-hmm. brother within 10 years of each other. Mm. And um, I just, I just can't handle losing someone else is the other thing as well yeah yeah well you can't lose something you've never really had yeah and I am just going to be direct first and then we'll lean more into I'll go a little softer after that (laughs) I'm just going to be direct first which is if he truly was yours and I don't mean that in a possessive way but if he really was family to you and he really was a man who was showing up for you and cared for you and, and was family. Because I can, my husband and I consider each other family. He mm-hmm. would not just see you when he had other things to do in town. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I know this, but um, And you wouldn't be on, I and, I... on again, off again so much either. Yeah. So I think an important part, you know, something that really trips us up and has us suffering way more than we need to is when we have too much of a rose colored glass tint on the way we see things because we're more in love with an ideal than we are the reality of things. And I hear you, you've lost a lot of people and he's become who you've cling to in so many ways. And I'm sure there are amazing qualities about him beyond just the chemistry. Otherwise you wouldn't have been in this for seven plus years. However, if someone truly is your partner, your person, the love of your life, they make you a priority. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. It feels, and that's what keeps coming up. And then I get upset and then he can't handle my emotions, but that's what it feels like. Yeah. Well, and that's another, for lack of a better word, red flag. What do you mean he can't handle your emotions? Um, well, he's like, I've done a lot of work on myself lately. And so, you know, we've kind of worked out, you know, that he's the avoidant type and I'm the anxious, needy attachment type. Um, and so he just, you know, I get upset a lot. Like my tears are very close to the surface a lot. And uh, I mean, there's times where he's just not known how to handle it. And he's just sort of, you know, gone away and, you know, hasn't been there to comfort me when I really needed him. Um, more recently, he's a lot better, but he just he just can't handle it. It's too much for him. He's also a highly sensitive person, 
And so it just, yeah, he just can't handle it. And he's told me that. And the relationship when it has ended before has been because of that and also because I'm not getting my needs met. Yeah, you're not. What was dad like? Um, so he was a bit like that. <laughs> so he was Shocker. kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I and this is why I'm not laughing at you. It's just it's just we humans, <laughs> you know, it's just the thing that that we all do. I've done it in my relationship history too, so you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. It would be nice to not do that. Like I'm saying another life coach I just started yesterday actually with her and she's really good. Um and I just want to be able to, you know, to not do that, not go for someone that's, you know, that's triggering. Um, yeah, because my dad was like that. He was so, you know, both really decent people, actually treat me really, really well, um, really sweet. They, both of them, you know, I can come to them and I'll be accepted and I'll get a cuddle, but it doesn't really go the other way. Like it's not, I don't really have them coming to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, very similar with my dad and with my partner. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to break the pattern, why are you hanging on to this person? Um, because I'm also quite a motivated person and I and I feel like, you know, if you really want something, you can make it work. And I suppose I've been trying to make myself not have the needs. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you really want something true, but you can't for someone else to change yeah 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 that's come up as well because he feels controlled and I realized that um that without meaning to I am trying to get him to do things you know because I want it so bad I just want him Mm -hmm. (laughs) to want me yeah just really really my love you want dad to want you yeah. <laughs> you want dad to choose you. You want dad to want you. And now that's even less of a possibility because dad's no longer living. So this is even more intense. Right. So this is big. Yeah. This is big. And you know, otherwise you wouldn't have called me. You know what I was going to say. And you know, I think deep in your heart that this is an issue based relationship. The chemistry is awesome and it's triggering all your unresolved issues. And that's what issue-based relationships do, but they are stressful. The sex can be great, but they are stressful (laughs) and you don't feel like you're getting your needs met and you have a lot of anxiety and it's on again, off again. It's intense, those issue-based relationships. And you just feel like you're fighting for it all the time. And then you get a moment of reprieve Mm -hmm. and things are great and the oxytocin sets in again and all the love rush happens and you're just in this cycle over and over and over again. And what I'm saying to you is if it's true that you want to break the pattern, then in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, it's time to Mm -hmm. let this relationship go. Because I don't hear you saying, he says to you, Rachel, I understand that what seems like controlling behavior is really just you trying to get your needs met. So how do I need to show up for you in a way that meets more of your needs so that I don't feel controlled? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He might not have that much 
insight on that either. He has done a little bit of work on himself. One of the times we broke up, he came back to me and, and he'd showed that he'd had a lot of self-awareness and and that. But since then, it just seems to be, you know, going a bit more backwards. And Well, self-awareness yeah. is great, but it's action. It's like you might have a treadmill in your garage, which is awesome, but it doesn't mean you're in shape. <laughs> okay. If you never yep, use that's it. that's true. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm, it's just so sad. I just felt like I had so much potential. You know, we got engaged. And- yeah, I hear you. It is sad. It is. And you got to grieve it alongside grieving that you never had the dad you wanted. Yeah. Because he's, he's highlighting that for you in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm, so how do I not? like go back to that pattern again then like how do I and how do I find happiness like in myself mm-hmm. and not and not end up in another codependent situation well my love you don't sound that happy with him sounds like highs and lows to me that sounds manic not happy yeah 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 so how do I find that in myself then you know it, without having to depend on somebody else. And like, I mean, I feel really alone because yeah. I don't have the family. Well, you don't want to find what you have with him and yourself because it's manic and unhealthy. Yeah. What you want to find in yourself is a degree of contentment and self-acceptance. And so much of that is grieving the father wound. That's a big one for you because he's, again, he's highlighting it and that's what issue-based relationships do. They take whatever unresolved issue we have and they amplify it. And they come with great chemistry because we'd run like hell from these relationships because they're torture in so many ways. But the chemistry and the passion makes it worth it, makes us stick around. It's like a drug. Yeah. So the first thing, in my opinion, and I know this is hard and, you know, there's a part of me that knows you probably will need to go back a couple more times unless you really commit and work with your coach and get an accountability partner because it is, these kind of relationships are like an addiction. Mm-hmm. that's what it feels like yep. like it feels like you know the adult brain you know the sensible one is the one that has ended it you know like rubbing off a band-aid I have my moment of bravery and I'm like nah it's you know it's over I can't do this and then it feels good for a bit but then I get this anxiety and and then I'm like oh my god I'll do anything to get it back yep yep that's an addiction yeah. Right. Because you just don't remember how hard it was as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so you said you're working with a coach. Yes. Yeah. What has your coach said about this? Um. So she basically said the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, she she basically said that, you know, she didn't think that it was something I should stick around for. Um, that it was, yeah, my, my father wound that it was, you know, that he sounds very similar to my dad. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that because I have got a lot of clarity around it lately and a lot of this stuff, I sort of came to the conclusion with, I mean, I listen to a podcast and have done for years and I'm reading your book at the moment and I've done your, um, in a child course. So Mm -hmm. I'm understanding it a lot more. Um, but yeah, so I guess I do feel that you know, both of you are echoing the same things that I guess I have already known. Yes. Yes. You've already known. And I just want to say, Rachel, this is hard. 
No, nobody has ever said, oh, getting off drugs was easy or stop drinking was easy or ending my food addiction was easy. These things are hard because they're, they're numbing a really big wound. Yeah. So again, awareness is like having the treadmill in your garage. It yeah. takes a lot more energy and effort to go and use it daily. Okay. So you have the treadmill, you have the awareness <laughs> and now it's about using it and there's going to have to be a part of you because we have different parts. It's going to have to be a part of you that is so committed to the relationship you do want and the life you do want that that becomes mm-hmm. more important than the, the fear and sadness of letting this go. Because you've heard yeah. me say on the podcast that we we often need to come up with a bigger fear than the one we have now. And right now it's a fear of losing this man and mm-hmm. all the love rushy feelings and the good parts about it. But what you need to fear more is never really feeling like you've had a healthy relationship. Yeah. That's, that's I do. bigger. Yeah. I do feel like I'm kind of missing out and, and so is he, you know, he's missing mm-hmm. out on having a happy life without this, you know, chick that's always upset because <laughs> he won't come and see her. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've also I was reading part of your book yesterday when you were saying about the going towards and getting away from type of energy and yeah, and and I'm wanting, you know, to not feel abandoned and I want to feel special and so I'm just sort of clinging on to this, whereas I probably should be, you know, trying to go towards something that, you know, feels good and and yeah, yeah fulfills me. Yep. Yep. So what I would suggest, because you asked how. I love that you're working with a coach. If I were in your yeah. shoes, I'd say to my coach, okay, I'm clear that if I want to end this pattern and heal this, I need to end this relationship because currently I'm an alcoholic trying to get sober in a bar. It's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. You can't heal your core wound when you're in a relationship that keeps on triggering it over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And also get and ask for what you need from your coach. Say, okay, I need the directness of, you know, this isn't for me, but also I need the compassion and the sensitivity to the fact that I know, I know it's fucked up in a lot of ways. I know he's my dad and all that stuff. I have the awareness. I've got the treadmill. However, (laughs) my heart, my tender heart loves this person and wants to be with him and still has fantasies of it working out. So I need that combination of the direct helping me get to where I want to go and also the compassion and patience that this is hard for me and I need to not feel judged for that because my love is going to be, well, I don't want to affirm that. It possibly could be challenging for you because awareness Mm -hmm. is not enough. You know, but you've got a lot of feelings towards this person. And like you said, you've got a lot of a codependence and a lot of just kind of hooks into each other. And so this is where you're really going to have to pull your adult self and your inner mother forward and keep remind and your own inner coach and keep reminding yourself, I know this is hard. And I also know this isn't the relationship for my adult self. This is my little girl trying to get daddy to love me. Yeah. Okay. Mm, and is that going to work in the future? Like if I, you know, get out of this now, is that, am I going to be teaching myself that that's not the sort of thing that I want? Or I guess just doing inner child work with my coach might eventually heal that? Well, you're already doing it. 
You're already doing it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be have, able to have this conversation with me. So it's already happening, which is amazing. Okay. And from my personal, I'll speak from my personal experience. Healing parental wounds does lead to healthier relationships. I would say with my husband now, I don't have an issue-based relationship. We definitely have stuff that comes up, but we're not constantly working on our childhood trauma together or our childhood issues together. Mm-hmm. The relationship is more that side-by-side partnership where it's based on wanting to walk in a similar direction, having the similar values. And both of us did a lot of inner child work, somatic work, trauma-based work, all that kind of stuff before mm-hmm. we got into relationship. And again, we have our issues, definitely not perfect, but it's much different than any relationship I've had. So I can say from personal experience and then from professional experience, seeing I'd say hundreds of people do the inner work, really realize that their inner child was picking their partners from unresolved, unmet needs, and now are in healthier relationships where their adult Mm -hmm. self picked the person, not the child. So can you see that it's like your little girl that's picked him? And part of what I would suggest doing is some empty chair work where you talk to your little girl, little Rachel, and you tell her, like, I know you really love this man, whatever his name is. We'll just call him Jeff. I know you really love Jeff and you explain to her why it needs to end and you give her like a truth talk and really make it clear. And again, I just want to remind you that back to that question you had of how do I find the happiness with him in myself? You don't want to find that in yourself because that's that manic kind of up down roller coaster. It's the drug. It's the high. You want to find authentic self-acceptance and authentic contentment and authentic self-love. And that's found through the inner work. It's found through our spiritual practice. It's found through spending time in nature. Are you connected mm-hmm. to the ocean at all? Is the ocean a place for you? That's Yeah, yeah funny you should say that actually. Yeah, so I'm, I am very connected to the ocean. I actually work on the ocean. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. So more time in the ocean. I want you to are, – do you live near enough to an ocean where you can go to a beach? Yeah, it's like across the road. <laughs> great. great. Yeah, lucky you. That's amazing. I would love you to do – and it could be multiple times. Maybe it's once a week you do this. You go to the ocean and you do some kind of ritual. You can design it where you're letting this go. You're letting this relationship go. You're letting the unresolved issues with dad go. And you cry and you let the ocean take your tears and you grieve. Because you're grieving him, you're grieving dad, grieving a lot. And when you, we can't really let something go until we grieve it. Just the mental game of he's my dad's trigger, you know, we're codependent, it's da-da-da-da, like all that stuff may be true, but the heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah. And the little girl wants what the little girl wants. And the body wants what the body wants, especially if the chemistry is really juicy. And so there's going to be some grief. And you go to the ocean and you cry and you let the ocean take it. And you ask the ocean, like imagine with with each wave going out, it's taking your tears, it's taking pain. And with each wave it's coming in, it's bringing you that strength. It's bringing you that love. It's bringing you that, those inner resources you need to be a better partner to yourself. Mm, Okay. And I guess part of that is, you know, sort of standing up for, for what I know and yes. 
and yeah, having the strength to be like, well, you know, if my needs aren't met, then you know, then I need to go elsewhere and just be away from it. Well, right now, I think you're meant to learn how to be a really amazing partner to yourself. Okay. And I'd highly suggest doing our Be the Queen program, either the Evergreen or when we do it live again next year, because that will really help support as well. It sounds like you've got enough right now with your coach, but it could be something that you put in your head of like, oh, okay, well, when I'm ready to open up and look again, I can do this. Mm-hmm. But but th- the point that is so important to land here is that if you start doing the inner work because you hope that it gets you a better relationship, you're still in the cycle of codependence because you're still looking for something outside of you to bring you the fulfillment that you're looking for. Yeah. And so the point of this work is to really find a beautiful partnership inside of you and find that acceptance, that self-love, those inner resources so that you feel content and fulfilled inside. You can still have the longing for a relationship, but you're not looking for it to fill a void. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I was thinking. Like, I was thinking I need to be real careful about this. You know, I'm doing this work for myself because exactly. there was a part of me that was like, I wonder if I fix myself, then, you know, I'm not going to get triggered so bad. <laughs> mm. this, this isn't about, in my opinion, once again, this isn't about you like if all of a sudden you could not get triggered by him, it wouldn't magically fix this relationship. Yeah. That's, that's another kind of codependent thing to say. You're mm-hmm. taking too much responsibility here. Yeah. The truth is it's, it's relationship based on unresolved wounding and hurts from your dad. And could it work? Potentially what I've seen with issue-based relationships is if both people go off and do a good amount of deep inner work and work okay. on themselves rather than the relationship. Maybe it can be, but it doesn't sound to me like if he can't even drive two hours, except for when it's convenient for him, it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like he's in the place or really has the character or value or, or values to do this kind of work. So yeah, I would let it go. Yeah. Yeah, and he's already said he doesn't want to, you know, he just doesn't want to. He wants to do the things that he wants to do, and that's more important to him, you know. He says life is short, do the things you want to do, and I say life is short, spend it with the people that you love. Doesn't sound like a fit, my love. Yeah. He sounds a little selfish. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's been... Yeah, that's been said, and he's said that too (laughs) about himself. Yeah. Yeah. The love of your life is you right now. It's you. And I would not call him the love of your life anymore because he's not. Mm, It's so hard. um, Yeah. (laughs) I appreciate that. Though. Yeah. That that does. I do hear that, and, um, and and I feel it, and I guess I'm just... I'm coming to terms with it. Yeah, it's hard, my love. I know. And like I said, asking what you need from your coach is a good way to practice asking for what you need. So you could even say, hey, would you please listen to this podcast? Okay. And and say, I need, like, I need the straight talk. I know I get it. But I also need a lot of compassion because my heart's really hurting because I'm grieving him and then I'm grieving my dad too. 
it's a big loss. So this is a time to be um, committed, but Mm -hmm. gentle at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny actually, because like last night I was listening to one of your podcasts and you were talking about, about too much, you know, sometimes doing too much work. And I've done that. I did too much. Like I just didn't know what else to do with myself. And then I had this dream that I had eaten so much healthy food that I was throwing it up. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what it felt like. I was like, okay, start enjoying stuff and just like, don't read quite so many books and listen to quite so many podcasts on one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or listen to a podcast or read a book that's fiction and just, yeah. you know, yeah. takes you into your imagination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I do obsess. Like I'm obsessive and, um, and I guess some of the anxiety is probably, you know, but I probably obsess into anxiety a lot. Which is normal when we aren't getting needs met. So as a child, when we didn't really feel seen and we really didn't get our needs met in the way that we needed to get them met, we adopt protective patterns of hypervigilance and obsessing. Mm-hmm. To me, obsession is hypervigilance. Okay. Oh, that's interesting to hear because, yeah, because I have issues like with my breathing and stuff and that's obsession. I'm obsessed. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I've managed to improved that a lot um and I stopped thinking about it quite so much but yeah that's interesting to hear because obsession definitely pops up a lot in my life yeah yeah another thing that you may notice shifts as you continue to help that little girl feel safe help her feel seen help her feel loved and help her get her needs met Mm. all of it can shift maybe not all at once but all of it can yeah. shift. That's what's so beautiful about the human experience. It's it's a shit show sometimes. It's so hard sometimes. <laughs> and we do have the yeah. ability to create great transformation in our life. So yeah. you have that ability. It's just this relationship has taken up a lot of energetic real estate. So you need to clear it out. So you have that energy to really focus on you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, it's so good to hear that because, um, yeah, I suppose some of those things I hadn't really put into to so many words, but you're right. Like I've been exhausted for the last year. I, I thought there was something wrong with me. I'm like on iron pills and all sorts because mm. I'm so tired. Yeah. 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 Time to get you back. Stop trying to get him. Go get yourself. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel. I know that these kind of conversations are not easy to have and it's not always easy to hear someone say, hey, this person that you think is the love of your life actually probably isn't. And I hope to Rachel and maybe some of you listening, that's good news because would you want the love of your life to be someone who has caused you anxiety, who's on again, off again, who you don't know where you stand, who you feel isn't making compromises for you, isn't making you a priority? Like, do you want that to be the love of your life? Don't you want better? Because you do deserve better. And the problem is that we get the love we think we deserve, not the love we actually deserve. So for Rachel, her threshold for love is based on her relationship with dad, who really didn't give her the love that she wanted or needed or deserved. And so she's settling, we'll call it, for this person who is basically like dad, because it's like, oh, 
I didn't get what I needed from dad. So I'm going to draw on this other person who reminds me of him and maybe he'll give me what I didn't get from dad. And then I'll finally have that need met. But you all know that's not how it works. We just end up getting the same scab picked over and over and over and over and over again. So for Rachel, she's in a position now, which is a tough one. I don't envy it at all. I've been there in my own way. And I know many of you have been there as well. Maybe some of you are there now where you know something isn't really good for you. You know that you want better. You may even know you deserve better, but you just can't let it go. Like you just, like it's so good on so many levels. It's just so hard to give up. And that's, that's addiction in so many ways. That's codependence. That's, that's having our unmet needs, our unresolved issues, like slightly tickled by something enough so that we keep going back for more, but it's not love. It's not a true partner. It's not true connection. So for Rachel, I think it's important that she, and I said this to her, allows yourself a lot of compassion and a lot of gentleness because this is a big deal and it's, it's hard to let go of someone you love because it feels like love, even though it's more based on unresolved things. It, it's, it's to Rachel, this is love. This is what she knows of love. But to her and to anyone listening that has been in this kind of situation, when you really experience love that's not based on your unresolved issues, oh my gosh, you're going to be so glad you left those other relationships that were based on the more unresolved issues because the love that you get that's from a healthy place is just amazing. But you have to be willing to walk away from what's not working. And that's where she is now. And she kept wanting to know how, 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 well, if I could give you a five-step process for how to just get over something that worked for every single human being on the planet, I'd be talking to you from my private jet on my private island in Fiji with my private butler. <laughs> I, what I mean by that is there is no five-step, one-size-fits-all approach to these things. Matters of the heart matters of the psyche, matters of the soul. They're complex. They're so simple in some ways and so complex in other ways. But the biggest thing for her and maybe for you listening is you, you've got the treadmill, right? You have the awareness. You've got to get on it and use it. So she has the awareness that this is an issue-based relationship, that she's not getting what she needs. I mean, the guy won't even, she lives two hours away and the guy won't even come see her unless he has to run an errand on her side of town. I mean, come on. When I was little, my mom used to listen to Dr. Laura Schlesinger all the time. I don't even think she was a psychologist. She was a doctor, but I can't remember what kind of doctor she was. Anyway, she had a call and advice show. Maybe she still does. Who knows? And she would talk about how a man should swim through shark infested waters to bring you a lemonade. Like that's when you know you've got a good one. I swim through shark infested waters just to bring you a lemonade. Now that may be a little extreme, but the point is, if someone isn't going out of their way to make you a priority, that's a red flag. Now, if someone's going out of their way to make you a priority and you're not doing the same, that's a red flag. We want to, don't want to take advantage of people either. But if you're having to fight for someone's time, fight for someone's presence, fight for someone's love, that isn't love. That isn't love. That's a lot of other things, but it's not love. So my biggest takeaway for all of you today is... Again, the specific issue might not apply to you. You might not be in a relationship where you need to get out of it. You might not have unresolved issues with dad. None of what Rachel said might have applied to you, but you all have a treadmill. 
in your garage that you're not using. And what I mean by that is you all have awareness about something that you want to transform, a pattern you want to break. You know it, you get it, connect the dots, you decide to go analyze yourself, you do all that. But are you getting on the treadmill and putting on your sneakers and pressing that start button and going for a walk or a run? Are you actually making the changes? Because awareness is not enough. I wish it was. It'd be so easy if it was, but it is not. So it is time to lace up, get on that treadmill and start making the changes to transform. That's the show for today, everybody. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 